2: Welcome to the Pakistan Cricket Podcast. Episode 9, Domestic Cricket in Islamabad and Cricket Broadcasting with former first-class cricketer Hamad Siddiqui. I'm pleased to welcome Hamad Siddiqui or Hamad Chacha to me, uh, to the podcast. Uh, How are you doing, Hamad Chacha? Uh, where are you right now?
3: I'm good. I'm in Islamabad.
2: Everything's good over there. Everything subject. is good,
1: a- absolutely.
2: So you were a first-class cricketer for Islamabad, and then transitioned uh, into broadcasting uh, about cricket on radio, TV, YouTube. Um, could you briefly tell the listeners who may not be aware, uh, you know, about your career, about who you played for, and uh, what sorts of what sort of a cricketer were you?
3: I started uh, uh, cricket with obviously tennis ball cricket, table cricket mm-hmm. and rawalpindi uh, where I used to live uh, with my elders, my cousins and we all uh, used to play uh, in between uh, Asir to Maghrib mm-hmm. which is evening. Yeah. Uh, one or two hour of very competitive cricket and uh, we thoroughly enjoyed and learned from all our elders, my elder cousin, which is Jamal Sadiki, who played first-class cricket
1: uh-huh. for
3: Rawalpindi, uh, along with my other cousins, uh, we all were good. And we, our team, uh, which is Shine Cricket Club, was uh-huh. a quality team uh, led by obviously Jamal Sadiki. Uh-huh. Uh, we were very, very well gel in and uh, won most of the tournament uh, played in that area,
1: uh-huh.
3: uh, which is tennis ball cricket. Mm -hmm. And later on, when I I moved to Islamabad, I I played first-class cricket for Islamabad, Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
3: the under-19. Obviously, uh, where I live, uh, uh, another uh, cricketer, um, I would say, who later went on to become uh, uh, chairman of Pakistan Cricket Board, which is Sherryar Khan, the former foreign secretary.
1: Oh wow! Uh,
3: His son uh, came to me and asked me to play for his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, which i accepted and uh, on uh, in the very first match as a bowler i took uh-huh. seven wickets oh, and wow. they were surprised uh, <laughs> They were surprised and they then they asked me to formally join the team and we played lots of cricket uh, and groomed the youngsters as well mm-hmm. uh, when i said youngster uh, one of the youngster is uh, obviously the bajit khan the son mm-hmm. of great majid khan yeah. uh, who played uh, for pakistan as well uh, I, I remember when Bazit uh, started playing, he was about uh, in class 6, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, I was bowling in a match and he was uh, sitting at the rope and I bowled 10 overs in straight.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And he was very surprised. Uh, I bowled, uh, just like Wakar Yunus, know, Yorkers and Yorkers. One after <laughs> one after another. And I was very perfect. I bowled yeah. with pace mm-hmm. and uh, it was a... Uh, 30 overs match uh-huh and i have to bowl six overs and uh-huh. out of those six overs i conceded very less number of runs and obviously took some crucial wickets as well
2: mm-hmm. and you were so you were a fast bowling all-rounder right so yes i'm
3: was fast bowling all
2: and wh- what position did you bat what sort of batsman were you because i've seen your bowling uh, action but I, i've never seen you bat before
3: uh uh later on i guess six or seven mhm but uh, when we toured some of the uh, cities outside outside Rawalpindi, uh, I remember we we were playing in Karachi, uh, and uh, they were elder than our teams. Our team mm. mostly comprised of school kids. Mm-hmm. So a uh, captain who was the son of Shariar Khan, Umar Ali Khan, he decided to send me as one down batsman.
1: Oh wow! So, okay, <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I I I usually go and hit. So yeah. I started the same over there and uh, scored a crucial 30, 40 runs. Yeah. And in end, uh, we managed to put up a decent total on the board.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And while defending on the, defending the total, we were lucky to uh, win the match.
2: Nice. Um, I was going to ask you, actually, you've answered a little bit of that question already. The next question about, uh, you know, how you grew up playing cricket and about Jamal Ticha. In particular, but I was wondering if you could just expand a little bit. Was you know Jamal Chacha is older than you, and uh, you know was he a sort of inspiration for you to try and become a first-class cricketer yourself? Or who were the players or other people that you looked up to when you were starting off as a cricketer? As a, as a yes, kid?
3: he was he was definitely inspiration for me. My older cousin, my elder brother, my mentor, and we thoroughly enjoyed uh, playing with Jamal Bai. Uh, he he was very uh, much fond of my uh, athleticism, I would say.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I was very sharp in the field. Uh, I remember when we were playing a tournament in the uh, Raul Bindi, a night flat tennis ball cricket tournament.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, he, he placed me at third-man boundary. Mm-hmm. And as I was very much sharp, he mm-hmm. asked me to cover the fine leg as well.
1: Okay. Wow.
3: The reason why <laughs> he, need, he, need, he need another another fielder, in the outfield where the ball usually goes. Okay. So he asked me to cover both fine leg and third man, uh, oh,
2: wow.
3: which I did, uh, I guess. <laughs>
2: um, so, you know, I remembered uh, playing cricket uh, in Karachi in a you know, small academy until I was 10 years old, but then moved abroad. So I wasn't, you know, intimately aware of what grassroots cricket looks like in Pakistan, you know, a very clear picture. Um, as somebody who came through the system and understands the system well, could you explain uh, what the system for grassroots uh, cricket in Pakistani domestic structure looks like in Islamabad in particular, you know, at the time you were growing up?
3: When you're talking about Islamabad, obviously there are so much facilities available, starting from the ground and the infrastructure, the coaches. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, if you go to other cities, uh, they don't have even playing areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were lucky to be in Islamabad and Enjoyed obviously the good facility, the absolute which were requirement. Uh, there are so many politics in club cricket, uh, uh-huh. fake clubs and. But I guess talent you can't stop the talent if uh-huh. you have, uh, which is uh, your uh, best among the others. Uh, nobody can stop you.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And uh, in our era, uh, mostly players from uh, Karachi and Lahore. They, they got the opportunity to come uh, up and play for Pakistan. Uh-huh. But now, things have changed. Uh, most of the players from even KPK. KPK is uh, contributing a lot. Uh, uh-huh. So many players are coming from KPK. Uh-huh. So the system has changed. And I guess this uh, current board, Pakistan Cricket board, is really working uh-huh. very well. They, have start, they are planning to start uh, the uh, Under-19 Junior Cricket League uh-huh. which is uh, uh, from 15 to 19 years age. And uh-huh. 15 to 19 is school and college age category. Uh-huh. Uh, and 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 you cannot uh, uh, play uh, like uh, mentioning your age that you are 19 and which you are not. Uh-huh. So the only reason which uh, scrutinize all this is they have the x-ray of the wrist to determine the age. Okay. If you're in between that category, if you're less than 19, so you can qualify for the uh, junior cricket league which is
2: very good interesting just going back a little bit to you know the Islamabad domestic structure you know I'm just trying to picture you know if you're a kid what does the structure look like you know you have private academies you might have public academies you'll have school cricket you have clubs like Shaheen the one that you played for and then you have um uh UBL or the sort of department cricket so what's you know wh- how could you reach the departmental level if you were a kid
3: talking about islamabad islamabad yes. most of the grounds most of the grounds are uh, controlled by the capital development authority mm-hmm. and they have allocated grounds to some of the clubs
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, you have to go and register yourself for that club they mm-hmm. have minimal uh, monthly charges
1: mm-hmm.
3: and obviously they have to charge you uh, because they have hired coaches and obviously they have to meet the expenditure of to maintain the facility.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But from there onward, uh, if you're good enough, then you can qualify for the association. If, you, mm-hmm. if someone is playing for uh, a club and he has performed very well, then the city cricket association will pick you, which okay. is Islamabad. Then mm-hmm. you can qualify for Islamabad. And from there onward, if you're performing for Islamabad, you're playing in Pakistan domestic cricket, representing Islamabad against Karachi or Lahore or whatever city, and you are good enough then uh, the selectors can pick you anytime.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you know, in terms of selectors or coaches, who are the people who are, you know, they must be recommending, you know, like at different levels, the coach might be like, okay, this player is coming up or or how do people get scouted to go up the levels in domestic structure?
3: In the past, former players uh, used to work as coaches without any qualification.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, Pakistan Cricket Board has uh, uh, put this criteria that you have to pass the level one or level two coaches so that you can coach a certain team, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is very good.
1: And okay, uh, good.
3: I think uh, this system uh, works all over in the world and mm-hmm. it is now uh, implementing in Pakistan. And if it continues, I, I hope to see more good quality creator coming. Up.
2: Mm-hmm. Great. Um, you know, before I start asking you about your... Uh, first class career, uh, could you give your reaction to the drastic changes that would made to the Pakistan domestic structure? Um, did you agree with the decision and what sort of impact do you think it will have on Pakistani cricket in the short or long, uh, the medium to long term?
3: I think the previous system has, uh, I guess, 30 to 50 years mm-hmm. history. Now, the previous government, which is not in power now, Imran Khan proposed to have a city-wise cricket competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Imran himself has played for, uh, in Australia. Uh, he represented, I guess, uh, New South Wales mm-hmm. and have played for New South Wales and he found very competitive cricket when it comes to city-wise cricket. Mm-hmm. But rejection in Pakistan is that the earning with the domestic de- uh, departmental system supports these players, that mm-hmm. they uh, uh, financially they were supported. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about city-wise cricket, there's no support. So players have the worry to to meet their expenditures to run mm-hmm. their obviously home.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, but now things are moving very quickly. When I'm talking about the junior cricket league,
1: mm-hmm. it
3: is of the same pattern which is Pakistan Super League. All the six franchises are going to own one of the team, which is city-wise, six teams, Lahore, Karachi, Islamabad, Faisalabad, and whatever. Mm -hmm. And they will support and they'll hire the quality coaches from outside or inside Pakistan. And one, uh, I I would say, uh, international player will sit in the dugout for these junior players, which is very good. And And they will also be supported uh, 30,000 a month stipend and their qualification till graduation till mm-hmm. graduation mm-hmm. so things are going, moving in right direction I guess.
2: Great thank you for giving me a reaction um, now getting to your career um, when did you make it to the first class level you know how how old were you what year was that um, what was your best match you mentioned to me that uh um, you had a game against UBL in Faisalabad where, you know, you had a really great game. So could you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about your career, when you made it and uh, your best performances? I
3: guess around 21, when I was around 21,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
3: we were playing in Faisalabad, a very lush green outfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was hard to uh, determine where the pitch is. Because <laughs> the whole outfield is lush green. Wow. When I was bowling first over, uh, I couldn't control the ball. I bowled nine wide balls. Wow. The captain came up to me and said, just finish the over and bowl the off spinners. No, no <laughs> so I just finished the first over and when the ball was semi-old. Uh-huh. I came back and I captured seven wickets. Wow. So that was the history.
2: And uh, if that's about pitch, at least from what I remember as a kid in the test matches were always supposed to be the graveyard for fast bowlers. So what happened this time in this pitch? What was going on?
3: Dennis Lilly also mentioned in his interview. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There are 11 to 12 pitches in the center. Uh And uh, it is up to the administration to opt which pitch is going to use for that day, And for us, It was lush green wicket. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it it is a very placid uh, batting pitch in festival. Most of the runs were scored by the batsmen centuries, little centuries in festival.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. What were your, aside from this match, in general, what were some of your favorite pitches or favorite grounds that you like to play in 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 Pakistan?
1: Uh,
3: There's so many. There's so many. In in, in Islamabad, in Lahore, I remember we were playing in uh, HSN College. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there were uh, so many crowd. Obviously, mm-hmm. the students were there, mm-hmm. and we were playing. And I'll let you know that we were uh, playing with a uh, film star as well. Oh, uh, Khan was playing with for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know at that time that he's a film star. Oh really? Uh, <laughs> yes, I know. And he was sitting. Uh, his wife was sitting at the boundary, Amrita Singh.
2: Uh-huh. And, uh, what happened? What him. was the story behind that? Why, uh, how did he make it? What, what was the reason he was there?
3: He's a, a, a relative to uh, Shahriyar Khan, the former secretary okay. of Pakistan and his son, obviously. He asked him, he was in Pakistan for a vacation and he asked him to come and play. And uh-huh. he was there for us.
2: Amazing. <laughs> um, so when I posted on Twitter to say that I was going to be interviewing someone who played domestic cricket in Islamabad, um, I got a few questions, um, something that several people wanted me to ask you was, who were some of the best players you played with, um, who didn't make it to international level um, but should have, that you know their quality was such that they should have made it or could have made it
3: first of all uh, to whom I've played with uh, Azhar Mahmood, as we mm-hmm. all know Mm -hmm. Uh, played for Pakistan, the great Mm -hmm. all-rounder. I remember uh, we were playing a night tournament in Rawalpindi. uh, And I used to bowl with tennis ball very fast. And I couldn't let him score much runs. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next morning, he was playing against us with hardball, proper red ball cricket. Mm -hmm. And he hit us all over the world. (laughs) And he scored a century against us. Wow! And in a week time, I guess his name was in Pakistan side and he played his uh, debut test against the South Africa and scored three centuries in a row. So I asked him that you played against us and you scored against us, against us, a quality bowler. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why <laughs> your game has improved and you're playing
2: for Pakistan. <laughs> you're the reason why he made it to international. That, yeah? I didn't know. <laughs> and but he made it to international level right like and then you mentioned bazid khan earlier when he was young as well who were some of the ones that you know maybe we did, we don't know of but should have made it to international level they had the quality but didn't get selected some for some reason
3: yeah some some more players i guess i've played with my uh, tennis ball teammate ijaz ahmed he was a very good left arm fast bowler mm-hmm. he was picked by khan Muhammad. he attended the camp at lahore but for some unforced reasons he couldn't make him to the national team, but mm. he was very good. Okay. Uh, apart from him, I guess Bazit uh, teammate uh, Bilal Asad, who is now, I guess, coach of Malaysia, Malaysian okay. team. And one is Fahad Khan, the right and left spinner. He was very good. Uh, Junaid Kalim Barlas, they all were a bunch of very good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, out of uh, uh, 12 crore people, only 12 could play. <laughs> you can't. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's difficult. Um, Related to that question, uh, some people were also wondering if there were issues with the selection process for the Pakistani team when you were a player. Um, You know, a lot of people have said at the time that a lot of players felt that, you know, they were treated unfairly, there was politics, uh, favoritism. Um, What was the view from the dressing room?
3: Yes, it is very painstaking. And it it is not only in Pakistan, it is all over the world. Mm -hmm. The likes and dislikes, uh, the groups, uh, friendships, uh, but I guess uh, players who are uh, quality player, uh, they 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 go ahead, they go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like uh, Wasim Akram, mm-hmm. he didn't play any first class cricket, mm-hmm. straight into a three day game against uh, uh, New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, playing in Raul Pindi when New Zealand toured Pakistan in nineteen eighty four. He was, he represented uh, present eleven played a three-day game and impressed everyone and Mm -hmm. then there's no stoppage Mm -hmm. so I guess if you are good enough uh, you can play for Pakistan you you just have to focus uh, on your sports on your game Mm -hmm. and be patient
2: okay and another you know related question uh, is that you know the volatility in Pakistani cricket you know changes you know uh, if the prime minister changes the patron changes you know there's I'm guessing you're never sure about what the situation is when you're a Pakistani cricketer um, and the lack of lucrative con- contracts at the domestic level did it have an impact on mental health or you know players worrying about their future all the time um, could you talk a little bit about that
1: yes it does
3: affect players as well I I guess uh, politics should be uh, behind all this. We we shouldn't mix politics into uh, sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, If Ramiz Raja, who is the current uh, chairman of Pakistan Cricket Board is doing good work, we should continue with Mm -hmm. him. This is what uh, my thinking is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And cricket board should also be run by professionals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cricketing matters, uh, which is coaching, selection uh, should be uh, Cricketer, And mm-hmm. if you're running uh, management, uh, which is uh, marketing and other aspects to gain revenue and to flourish your cricket board, uh, then it has to be professionals.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, although some would say that, you know, Ramiz Rajat doesn't have administrative uh, sort of qualifications or a lot of experience. Would you say that, that even then he's doing a good job?
3: But over the period of time, Ramiz, while commentating on different uh, pakistan tour and in uh, out uh, other uh, cricket leagues around the world uh, he i guess uh, have the experience he have seen every uh, infrastructure mm-hmm. and from that he pick up the best for pakistan mm-hmm. and uh, things which he has implemented so far i think uh, they are very good.
2: Just a quick follow-up question. I'm just curious, you know, they were, just because it was in the news a lot, uh, you know, Wasim Khan, uh, you know, he's been giving a lot of interviews. He just, you know, got hired by the ICC. Um, there was a, you know, it seemed like there was a, a mixed reaction in Pakistan when he got the job and stayed that way throughout his time. You know, a lot of people thought he was an outsider. Why is he getting paid so much? Others were arguing, look, he's actually had administrative um, sort of uh, um, qualifications, experience. Uh, what was your view about it? I, I, I'm curious. Actually, I'm just. What was your view on Wasim Khan?
3: Again, the internal politics. The players uh, who are local players who play for Pakistan as well, uh, they think that it's their turn now mm. to run Pakistan cricket board, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think, uh, not the right way. Uh, it has to be run by a professional profession who have mm-hmm. that experience. If you qualify for that.
2: Then you're good to go. for Okay, um, I was going to ask you about Basil Khan, Azim Mahmood, but I think you've already spoken about them quite a bit. Uh, um, someone also wanted me to ask you if you ever played against Shoaib Akhtar, um, and you know what? And add to that, uh, they also wanted me to ask you when you play a bowler with this with his speed, what sort of preparation do you have to make? Mentally or technically <laughs> or
3: <laughs> no technique, very scary. I haven't played against Shoaib but he lives in my street. Uh, oh really? I met him quite a lot, uh, but he he was extra fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the people have uh, witnessed the video social on the social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Ponting facing yeah. uh, Shoaib Akhtar or. Uh, and so he, he was frightening, frightening fast. And uh, when he's on song, he's unplayable.
2: Did you hear about him uh, before he made his debut? Because, you know, he came through in Islamabad. Had you heard about him from your colleagues or from so the he young came, players? He, he,
3: came, he came through from Rawalpindi mm-hmm. uh, and was very quick. Uh, most of the batsmen used to say that he is quick. Yes, he, he even in the Nets, he used to go with the same intensity. And he's, he was very fast, bowling with more than 150, regular 155 to 160. It is not easy, easy to face any bowler in that speed category.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I remember uh, when, we, when, you, when we used to play, uh, we used to give practice to batsmen uh, half a mark, 22 mm-hmm. yards, not uh, almost 16 yards. Mm-hmm. And with a one side shaved off, mm-hmm. tennis ball, I'm talking about tennis ball. Mm-hmm. And they said it is quick. It is quick. But uh, facing Shoe Bakhtar from 22 yards with average <laughs> speed of 155 to 160, all the time it is here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so you ended up becoming a broadcaster you know, after you retired. Um, could you talk about what the transition was like? Uh, what gave you the idea and uh, how hard was it?
3: The idea was, I was uh, I used to listen to sports roundup uh, on radio uh, regularly, uh, which come around, I guess, 9.30 to mm-hmm. 10, half an hour show. And I used to get all the news regarding sports.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I was more interested in knowing the performance of Jamal Bhai, mm-hmm. who was playing first class cricket. Uh, he was playing all of Pakistan and what he uh, performs. So later on, when I uh, uh, joined Radio Pakistan, I opted for sports shows Mm -hmm. and they gave me a chance and I I was the first broadcaster on FM11 which is owned by Radio Pakistan Mm -hmm. to do a sports show Mm -hmm. and from there onward, I went on to work for Radio Pakistan News and Mm -hmm. I remember I was doing a cricket show which is a quiz show, World Cup cricket quiz in 1999, uh, a 14-day cricket show Uh, and after the final a uh, director general of Radio Pakistan asked me that we have started news and current affairs and we need a sports person over there. I said, okay, I will do it. Uh, there was a match going on during the 99 World Cup and Pakistan was playing against, against New Zealand, I guess. And I drafted a story of around two pages.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And the story went on to the controller news. He vetted and then went on for the newsreader to read it out. But he took a red pen and from the first two lines, the rest were crossed. crossed out. <laughs> I was very, I was very, I, I said, I, I think I've included each and every thing, which is important in this match, yeah. facts and figures, but he <laughs> said me that, that it has to be very precise
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that's it. Then I said, you can do it yourself if you want that, <laughs> it's a World Cup match and Flani team this team has beaten this team from, from
2: yeah yeah yeah. then what do you why need why have you hide me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and something i've seen you do i think we when we were talking briefly you know a few weeks ago you were telling me that uh you know there's been some tv shows where you've actually got up and tried to show technique do you think that the level of technical sort of um, detail in which uh, people are talking about cricket now in the media has improved, has changed? Because I don't remember, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, there being that much discussion on technical aspects or tactical a- aspects. It seems like the, the coverage and also the, the consumer, the, the listeners, they're becoming more sophisticated in how they understand the game.
3: The viewers, the listeners, they have the most knowledge, I guess. Uh, I was doing a show on uh, PSL at ATV. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that the anchors, they don't have the knowledge. Yeah. So when I was talking of technique, I was describing a shot. Uh, a T20, a swing, the arc, mm-hmm. uh, where the ball is going to pitch for, ideally suited for batsmen to cross hit. Mm-hmm. I was describing it and they have no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> so I think uh, there must be... Uh, sportsmen who host the show, who anchor the show, so mm-hmm. that they can understand and uh, move on from there.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, finally, before I let you leave, Hamadita, um, do you have any advice for young, you know, aspiring journalists who may be interested in getting into cricket broadcasting, you know, in the current media climate where, you know, anybody can become a host like myself, you know?
3: <laughs> yes, you have that knowledge, you have to have that knowledge for the uh, sports if you are uh, covering cricket, which is in Pakistan mostly, then I think uh, it is very easy in a way. In a way, uh, on the other hand, uh, if you are not uh, good with stats, you mm-hmm. have to uh, support every uh, comment with your stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are talking about that this player has played so many tests, and that is his, his stats that he has scored it, this number of runs, his current average. His uh-huh. current form, as compared to if you are talking about that he has scored eight thousand runs, but his current form, uh-huh. where it, he has he has not scored so many runs, or he has scored yeah. so much runs. Yeah. So you have that facts figures with you all the time.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Otherwise, uh, the listeners, the viewers, are they are very cruel. <laughs> yeah,
2: they,
3: they they counter you a, a, anytime.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's true. It seems like, um, you know, the statistics and un- knowing stats has become so much more important uh, and understanding how to deal with data and people Absolutely. are becoming more and more sophisticated. Um, thank you so much for giving me so much of your time. Hamachacha. Uh, I know you're super busy with your own show. So I really appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for listening to this podcast. Before I finish, I just want to say thank you to DeKobe for letting me use his music. You can donate to my Patreon page if you would like to help me in continuing to do these podcasts. Links with information about the guests, the music, and the Patreon page can be found in
0: the podcast description. Thank you. Sports Social
1: Podcast Network Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air?
0: For years, and I really like it.